This is a CBC Podcast. You may have gotten a flyer in your mailbox recently. I got one this week from the Saskatchewan United Party, which had its official launch this week in Saskatoon. It's led by former Saskatchewan Party MLA Nadine Wilson. How will that party affect the governing party and its policies? And how about the opposition NDP? Will it work with the Liberal Party of Saskatchewan as it searches for a new name? The spring sitting of the legislature begins next week. For more on all of that, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan, and Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. Hi, guys. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Adam, what happened with the Saskatchewan United Party, or as I like to call it, SUP? SUP. Yeah, SUP, everybody. The, uh, they had their launch this week and uh, in Saskatoon. It was quite the turnout, you know, a pretty impressive turnout for a party that's brand new, uh, just really getting, uh, you know, a uh, the go-ahead from election Saskatchewan last fall. Nadine Wilson going from the Sask party to an independent and then to leader uh, late in the sitting last fall as well. So we haven't really got a sense of uh, how that's going to play out in the assembly. Uh, Nadine Wilson has had a chance to ask, ask questions, but uh, this week there, she was the, the big speaker at this event at Prairie Land Park. The United Party, as you mentioned, with their uh, flyers campaign has has kind of grabbed the Conservative Party of Canada's colors with the blue uh, and white. And also they're trying to get on the Saskatchewan Party's corner. They're uh, saying in their in their uh, advertising and their speeches, we're your conservative choice. Uh, you know, that's where they're pushing. They want to be the the uh, an alternative to the Saskatchewan Party on the right. Obviously, they have a lot of work to do to get the uh, numbers and the attention and the and the backing that the Saskatchewan party does, but it's a, a, a pretty impressive start for the amount of people that came out to that first official launch in Saskatoon, and it, it signs that they're going to be uh, much more active uh, as they've, you know, kind of gained uh, more of a, a party uh, for this upcoming session than we've seen really in the legislature in quite some time with with not many options outside of the NDP and the Saskatchewan party. Yeah, to have a third party in the legislature is something, and it's not just the conservative colors that they're flying, but former conservative MP Jerry Ritz is featured quite prominently in the party videos on its website. Murray, what is the significance of the Saskatchewan United Party and its official launch? Well, uh, nothing scares me more than politicians with money, but nothing scares politicians more than politicians with money. <laughs> and these guys have money. Like those flyers that you get, that snazzy video presentation, the fact that they were able to get a thousand people out, which I think is more than either the NDP or the SAS party got at their last event, shows wherewithal in terms of organization. And you buy that in politics. You basically buy people that are capable of organizing and putting together the videos. So I think the SAS party is scared because they're coming right into their home, right in onto their turf. And uh, uh, I think that they're worried about that. They were worried about the Buffalo Party that had no organization. And with... uh, uh, with just running 17 candidates in the 2020 election uh, seemed to make a significant amount of noise or at least enough for uh, Premier Scott Moe to address them on election night. This is a party that now they need to legitimately worry about and be, uh, and also because they also have a presence in the legislature uh, that uh, we saw that, uh, that we're going to see more of. They don't have official party status but one interesting thing that we saw this week is Nadine Wilson showed up at the NDP uh, press conference, pre-session press conference and 
seem to be welcomed with open arms. I think what you're going to see is a lot of, of double teaming of the SAS party from the right, from this new uh, Saskatchewan United, and from the left in the NDP. And you wonder how that's going to happen. Well, they share one common issue. They keep both talking about a SAS party government that's getting old, out of touch, insular, and only listening to itself, and more interested in trips and travel than they are real problems. And that's pretty consistent. And that too can do a fair bit of damage uh, to uh, the SAS party government. Adam, you mentioned that Nadine Wilson's been there before as an independent uh, and asking questions, but how do you think it might change that now she's asking them as a party leader? I think we're going to get a bit more focus. Uh, I think it was a bit scattered as far as what Nadine Wilson was asking in the past. She gets, for people that don't know, she gets a question every so often as a as a member of a, you know an opposition party let's say so the questions are dominated of course by the ndp but nadine wilson gets a question every other week i think or uh every few weeks and and i think they're going to be more on some of these issues that you're seeing that from her speech this week and from those those flyers that they're talking about you know the, the popular word in right-wing politics right now freedom the sovereignty a lot of uh, not specifics around that. What they what they mean by that? What they're going to pursue? Uh, you know, they're looking towards gun rights. Other another issue that's that's popular on the right right now, but also uh, healthcare, and that's something that the NDP, as Murray mentioned, has really been pushing uh, this last number of months. They're on a tour right now with two MLAs going around rural Saskatchewan into communities to talk about healthcare, and that's something that Saskatchewan United Party is focused on as well in its literature and in its speeches to bring more healthcare workers in to staff up hospitals to restore um, dis- services that have been disrupted in rural Saskatchewan. So that's a message that's very popular with the NDP. And now it's one of the, I think, core messages that we're going to be seeing from the Saskatchewan United Party. Murray, you mentioned Indian Wilson showing up at the NDP and what they have in common in terms of uh, criticizing the governing Saskatchewan Party. But what about any cooperation on the left as the Saskatchewan Liberals seek a new name? Well, uh, the sketch and liberals are are obviously doing whatever they can. Uh, frankly, I, I, no one really even knows or acknowledges their existence as a party uh, since the last election when the, when they they couldn't crack half a percentage point of the popular vote in, in in the province. This has been a party that's been a red hot mess since uh, uh, since forever like i've been around forever and i've never covered a saskatchewan liberal opposition for a full term that i think the last one we had was 45 years ago like my goodness since the last time we've had a saskatchewan liberal government i think i was seven and now everybody's telling me they retire so there's a bit of a span there in terms of their effectiveness or uh, uh, influence on politics i guess changing your name is is sort of an option but i don't really think that uh, it, it's going to be uh, uh very effective. It all boils down to, I think, how reasonable mainstream Saskatchewan can view Carla Beck's version of the NDP and whether those traditional, more liberal, uh, uh, business-minded votes that don't want to vote SAS party uh, or now Saskatchewan United might move in that particular direction if they get an alternative uh, from the left. I see that possibly coming from the Carla Beck uh, NDP more so than any other party on the left and, and, and everything. I guess we'll see how that plays out. One of the issues in play 
is, I guess, how far right the SAS party now goes now that they have a right-wing opposition. You might think that's counterintuitive uh, because some of the things that you're hearing from the SAS United Party, we, you mentioned Jerry Ritz. Jerry Ritz was talking about the success of uh, – of uh, of South Dakota in terms of stopping uh, uh, vaccination masking and mandates on this experimental drug that he was talking about, uh, which is just absolutely nonsense. South Dakota had a death rate three or two and a half times better, worse than Saskatchewan uh, in terms of that, as did most every state in the United States uh, because they weren't successful at COVID. But there's a certain market that buys into this even three years after uh, the COVID-19 thing. <laughs> to be honest with you, there probably is uh, not that great a wide an appeal because 80, 90 percent of us got vaccinated. But I think the ND, or the Saskatchewan Party government is actually going to move more towards the right to protect its home turf in rural Saskatchewan, to not lose votes to the Saskatchewan United rather than move left because they have any concern related to either the Liberals or the NDP. And so from that perspective, I'm watching to see how that kind of plays out within a uh, question period. I guess one good thing for the SAS party if they were wise about this is that they can look rather uh, moderate compared to some of the things the SAS uh, uh, United is saying, regardless of the mask that they're kind of putting on their policies. I can't wait to hear more about what happens in question period and throughout the spring sitting. Thanks, you guys. You're very welcome. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.